0: achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, ladies, let's do this. Right. I am, I'm so excited. I can't see a thing <laughs> with that technology issues. I guess as long as you can hear me, we're going to just do this thing. What, what I love about this show and, and yet yeah, our mission is very simple for bigger than me. It's a bigger than me movement. You know, we use technology community and positive psychology to help good people, that's all of you, do great things. And and you know, it's very simple. We help real people turn their dreams into reality. We say we turn hope into how, and we build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy. That's that's our mission and vision, very simple. So when you, you know, that could basically encompass anything. And today we have planned to, I'm gonna have you Nathan pull up the flyer. We have planned to talk exclusively about the polybog story um representative don mason i have have six beautiful individuals on this particular call we were going to talk about the paula bog story paula's going to come back and we're going to go deep on her story we're going to talk about her story to some degree today but we're going to go deeper you see at the top we said we're going to talk about how to live with intention how to overcome trauma and pursue joy every person on this call is actually going to contribute to the story because really what we do with bigger than me we do three things We tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. So that's what we're gonna do today. And since we're living in the middle of a pandemic and basically a race revolution, it would seem, right? We're gonna slightly uh, modify our our focus on our conversation because each person on this call has some positive perspective on what we can do to continue to live with intention, to overcome trauma, I think we're all being traumatized to some degree. We've either been traumatized or we're being traumatized by the pandemic, by what we see, what we're seeing on the news, by watching some guy get murdered. Right? You know, this is not a political show at all. This show is all about elevating expectations, bringing people together because it's so much bigger than me. So I'm gonna have you show everyone, Nathan. I'm not sure what's 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 being shown right now, but if you can show our our wonderful panel of amazing individuals, I'm gonna have. Paula Baal, since you were our featured guest, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself really quickly and, and, and just answer a question for me. What advice would you give to individuals around, you know, finding joy, right, in the middle of trauma? What advice would you give to individuals around how to find joy?
1: Yes, Tracy, thanks for having me this afternoon. It's, it's great to be with my fellow panelists, and to be with all of your listeners and and viewers, uh, my name is Paula Boggs. Uh, I I live in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm a I'm a wife, mother, daughter, sister, aunt. Uh, I'm also an Army airborne veteran. Uh, I was a lawyer for many years. Uh, my last my last. Lawyer job was as Starbucks top lawyer, uh, and for the for the past several years, uh, I have been primarily uh, a musician, the front woman of the uh, six piece Paula Boggs band. Uh, in terms of joy, I think my if my life journey is any example no matter how dark the moment, um, one can always, if you look hard enough, find the joy. Uh, and you know, I haven't thought enough, things are unfolding too quickly for me to uh, define what that is in the midst of riots breaking out uh, across our nation. But I have thought about it in terms of the pandemic, COVID-19. There's a lot of dark there, uh, but in these past few months, I have also found sparks of surprise, amazement, wonder, uh, and gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I take those lessons and uh, with them, hopefully I will be able to do the same with respect to this uh, amazingly uh, challenging moment um, our nation uh, finds itself in.
0: I love that, I love that. And what I love about what you just said is, you know, no matter what happens, we, we can choose to find joy and choose to find amazement. So thank you for that. And so Ms. Polabogs, thank you. We're gonna come back to you, of course. Um, <laughs> again, this topic came up this this idea of how to thrive, how to live with intention, overcome obstacles, and, and pursue your joy. This actually came up because Representative Don Mason is also on the call. Don is one of our our elders of distinction in Seattle. Um, Don, you're wonderful and amazing and you you found Paula and, and we were both fascinated by her story for a few reasons, but you know, when you think about some of the trauma that she's experienced and how she decided to leave corporate America and go find find joy, and I know when we talked to you on our Mother's Day panel, you also talked about you know that being how important it is for people to seek joy, to find what they're passionate about, and pursue those things. So introduce yourself if you can, and then let's talk about real quick what advice would you give to people around finding
2: joy, overcoming trauma. So I. My name is Dawn Mason. I'm a former state representative. I'm the mother of several children, mine, hers, his, everybody else's. And I um, have lived a um, spirit-filled but um, very privileged life. I don't have a lot of sad stories to tell. I've had some losses. I've lost my son a few years ago and my husband died about four months ago. Um, and. Um, I wanna to say to Paula is that you were looking for me and I found you. I wasn't looking for you. You didn't know you were looking for me. And you came up on LinkedIn and I'm hardly ever on LinkedIn. And then I said, well, who's this person? And I read your bio that was up there. And I says, well, she's interesting. She left corporate America just like Tracy did to go find some creative part of her life. I think Tracy should know Paula and that's my job in life is to connect people and so remember i connected i got eric and you and oh, and, and here we are yeah, today yeah, I, I so i don't know that. why that happened but i am one who follows my spirit i know that people get up in the morning and they're inspired and they by the time they brush their teeth <laughs> they spit their inspiration down the sink they'll say <laughs> Oh, I can't do this. What I don't have money. What if someone doesn't like it? What if she, you know, I haven't talked to her in a long time. I don't know her. I can't just write her. I don't know her. If she seems so important. Um, maybe she will just reject us. That's what we do, right? And then we don't do it. And people don't meet their joy. They don't meet or they um you're always where you intend to be. We're here right now, all of us, because we intend to be right here where we are. The exactly. decision exactly. we make gets us to where we want to be. So we must, if we want to have joy, then the decisions we make must be toward that end. Oh. If we want misery, then the decisions will bring out all the miserable things that happen to <laughs> us in I life. Love it. And miserable things happen, but can we find a purpose? And that's what I, when we finally spoke, Paula, it was nothing about what was on that piece of paper. It I wasn't. Was on it, it wasn't. Nothing. Nothing. It was nothing. I Absolutely. thought I was looking at you for that, but it was for something else to allow you, your voice, your personal, much more personal voice. I so appreciated that conversation that we had, uh-huh. but I find Joy, in fact, my daughter, we named my daughter, her middle name is Joy. Oh. And um, so my name, Dawn uh, I was born at dawn. My, I have two names. It's Sabia Dawn. Sabia means the radiance, and Dawn means the morning sun. So I'm the radiance of the morning sun. And but dawn comes every day. So each day, so I'm I change a lot. I have many lives. Erin uh, knows me in one way, and she thinks that's all I am. And Tracy just met. She met me 12 hours before my husband died. She came as an angel to help me transition my husband. She oh. followed us it's a, it's the great story. Is she came, she knocked on the door, she and Martha. (laughs) And Jada says, Dawn, there's someone here to see you. And I says, we'll have them come in. And my husband was in his last moments. And she says, well, they have a suitcase. I says, well, wait, I'll come. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let those people in my house with the suitcase. I'll be right there. Yeah, the suitcase full of all the things to comfort me and my daughter and um, mm. my bonus daughter Jada and like an angel she didn't know but the angel but God knew that we needed comforting and she came to bring comfort I had only met her once for about three minutes <laughs> <was
0: there. laughs> it's true it's true do me a favor uh Nathan show the gallery view I'm not seeing that right now but if you can show the gallery view, because I heard a lot of amens coming from the audience
2: <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna let the audience see. oh it is on gallery okay that's not what i'm yes, saying yes i don't want them mean. to lose whatever they were inspired in what i said exactly exactly
0: that's why i kind of like this. see it. I, i'll try to log on here as well but what i love about this is what you just said is so true i heard some amen i heard like three amens i'm trying not to lose it but you follow the spirit i think that's one of the things that, that you all have in common is that we all follow the spirit, right? We and if, and in in that particular case, and we'll talk about this on another show. But in that particular case, I could have been shunned by you, right? You could have been like, we met five minutes, and you bring in a suitcase of had all these massage gadgets, and I'm like, I heard your father wasn't well, and you know, I just wanted to, you know, care for the caregivers. That's kind of one area that's that's often missed, and and um, you invited me in, and it was such a divine spiritual. Next remember year.
2: my daughter was kind of off she doesn't like strangers at all <laughs> but then know. she came up and she got all into it she yeah. i saw her i saw her release and and tracy helped her release and it was it was good yeah. It was, it was, it was
0: one of those divine connections. And I think that that's what, again, this, this conversation could be, I like to say this show is intentional, but organic. It's intentional in its intent to bring joy, to help people to find joy, to find a way to overcome trauma and to, to lead their, live the best life. But we didn't plan this particular conversation in this way. So thank you, Don, for bringing that up. Um, again, the show is not about me. It's so much bigger than me. That's why it's called bigger than me. So I'm going to try to get through everyone and then we're going to circle back through. So, my next guest, I'm gonna introduce Dr. Jerry Bird Tart. She's a regular on the show. Um, Dr. Tart, I'm gonna have you do a quick introduction as well. And again, because we're in, in the middle of a pandemic, because we're in the middle of all kind of shenanigans happening in the world, you you're a, you're a psychotherapist who've done, yeah. has done this work for many a year. Can you tell us real quick who you are and then what advice would you share right, around how to? Again, live life with intention, but overcome trauma and pursue joy. That's a lot.
2: But really, let's
0: talk
3: about how we can do some of those things. What advice would you share? as i was listening to Paula and Don the one thing that kept popping in my head was prayer 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 mm-hmm. you know we have to see the significance of it and not only see the significance significant significance of it but to use it we have to trust that god's word is really true and as a psychotherapist for over 40 years now i've seen so much so much trauma i've seen so many individuals who struggle so desperately to get unstuck but the thing the thing that keeps them there is that thought process where we go, what we feed will grow. And I think that uh, uh, as we are listening to each other, share um, how to move forward. We have to be mindful of the direction that we're going. And if because of the circumstances that's happening right now, the pandemic and the circumstances of, of unrest that's throughout uh, of the United States, is we understand that if we if we feed that, how we how we are feeding that, how we are processing those thoughts has a lot to do with the, the moving forward or, or candidly who we are and what it is that we want. If we want something different, we have to think about it differently. But important as important as dawn was saying that we we wake up in the morning and there's this newness and then by the time that we're done in the bathroom it's like okay well maybe not maybe not but how important (laughs) is that to you how important do you choose to move forward do you choose choose i love that word and i love permission do you choose to give yourself permission to Mm -hmm. believe the scripture tells us in hebrews Mm -hmm. 11 and 6 but without faith it is impossible to please god he has a plan for us Do we believe it? Do we choose to undertake that plan? You know, we are warriors. We are. We are, we, are, we are individuals. We serve a purpose in, in all realms of life. And just as you walked in, uh, uh, Tracy, into Dawn's life and you were right there to help her, that's a part of your personality. Do we choose to trust that God gave us that personality? Do we choose to understand that he has an, a, divi- a divine intention for our lives, for his purpose? Because if we are the body, then, the you know, the arms and the legs and everybody doesn't do the same thing. So in moving forward and to overcome that trauma, recognize your part. Be, be, If I can say, get comfortable with that, because sometimes we are afraid of, of who we are and what it is that God has given us to do, because we're so busy looking at what somebody else has and what it is that they're doing that we get stuck and we can't move mm-hmm. out of that. So from a therapeutic perspective, as well as from a spiritual perspective, understand that thought process, is, understand, understand your thought process, rather, think about what you're thinking about. If it is that you really want to be in a different place, are you willing to be convicted enough to put the work in and go do it? Faith without working. Oh. Yes. Did, did, are you willing to do
0: the work? Wow. <laughs> to, get to that next level, to change things. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Tar. We're going to, of course, come back to you. Now, Miss Erin Jones, you're you're uh, another one of my favorite people. I feel so blessed to know all of you. Miss Erin. Tell us who you are, and I know you focus on equity. You, you, you know, you help these children in, uh, in schools. Uh, tell us who you are, and then, and then give us some advice uh, for youth and for adults, right? But like, what advice would you share around this, this concept of, you know, being intentional and overcoming trauma? I mean, you're, you're a 15 year old, and you've watched some guy get killed on national TV over and over and over. There's some trauma in that. But you also are such a positive person. So can you tell us who you are, and then tell us real quick what advice would you share around you know finding joy, overcoming trauma?
4: So first attention. First of
0: all, I want to say thank you
4: for calling me this week. Um, we haven't seen each other in years. I haven't seen Dawn in years, and it's so good to see I Dawn think. too. Dawn is Dawn is like my my mommy. She's like my <laughs> Seattle mom. So I, it's so good to see Dawn. What's, what's funny that you don't know, Tracy, is that I just got published in a book called Thrive. Oh. And the whole point, I mean, so you didn't even know that. We didn't even talk about that last week, but I just i just published my first book, and um, it's co-authored by four other educators, and we talk, talk about how do you move from survival to thriving. And so oh, long, long, I think it's long. kind of perfect that this is what we're talking about. I also have a talk that I do with students called a dream that's bigger than me. And so when I told you yesterday when we were on the phone, like this whole bigger than me notion, right? Like there's no accidents in life. I don't believe in Absolutely. accidents. I believe Absolutely. everything comes together at the right time. Mm-hmm. So um I am, for those of you who don't know me, I am black and white. I was born in this country in 1971 in Minnesota. So I know Isaiah is going to talk from Minnesota, but I, I don't believe in accidents again. I don't believe that we're here accidentally either. And so I started my life in Minnesota. I was adopted by a white couple who raised me in Europe. And then I came back to America as an, as an 18-year-old and discovered racism for the first time. I discovered the trauma that has happened to black people in this country for the very first time at 18. And that almost destroyed me, I almost killed myself. And then I found God and I found my purpose in being both black and white. Being an athlete, I played basketball for 40 years and an academic. Being um, American and European, I found my purpose that I am meant to be a bridge builder. I am meant to bring people together. I speak four languages fluently and so I travel the country, I know that I can travel the world and will at some point using the languages that I have been given to bring people together and to communicate. And so as I'm thinking about young people right now, but also for adults, and I think about how do we respond in this moment to thrive? There are three things that I've been telling people, and actually I'm doing three back-to-back assemblies tomorrow virtually for middle school students on this very topic, which you also didn't know. Um, And I'm gonna tell them these same three things. Number one, find your gifts and talents and put those out into the world right now. Like sow your gifts and talents right now out into the world. So I am doing that by teaching a class every single day, one for adults on equity, and one for students on becoming a change agent. So I I decided on March 6th, when all of my consulting gigs were canceled, I said, I'm gonna sow into the world and I'm gonna believe that God will give that back to me. So that's number one. Number two, be grateful. And
3: Amen. Mm-hmm. Did, did Aaron freeze for Not you guys intentional
4: about gratitude and then three radical self-care and radical self-care means something spirit mind and body every single day choose to invest spirit mind and body and so I run every day I run three times a week and I walk at least 10 miles a day and that is my physical self-care, but I also do something to feed my brain and to feed my spirit every day. And that's what I would leave folks with in a short, um, that's who I am, it's who I wanna be, and it's how I wanna move in the world.
0: Oh, I love you. Again, each of you will be coming back. We'll be doing deep dives with each of you because I love you all. And when I say this show is organic, right? Intentional, but organic. I I did not know any of those things. I think one of my gifts, is this show is one of my gifts, right? Being, reaching out to the right people at the right time, bringing bringing together the conversation, being willing to modify things. If you know me and you're used to um, things running linear, my brain does not work in a linear fashion. That is a gift for those people who, (laughs) for some, right? It's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) It's a blessing and a curse. So what you just said, thrills me. And we're going to come back and do some deeper dives with you, of course. Um, uh, find your gifts, be grateful, and, and radical self-care. That applies to not only youth, that applies to everyone. So thank you so much you. For, for sharing that. Now we have another guest, um, Mr. Isaiah Reese. How are you doing in, in Minnesota?
5: Great. Can you hear me?
0: I can. I can. Good. All right. You know, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself. I knew you from, sure. we worked in, both worked at Microsoft. Sure, now sure. we're connecting on uh, through, through some work I'm doing with RBLA with with the Don's um, charter school that Don Don has decolonized. Uh, but tell us who you are, you're also a father. So let's talk about who you are and, 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 and you're one of those positive people I know, but you've also experienced trauma. So tell us what advice would you share with others uh, which are looking like uh, flow itself?
5: <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you said that a couple of days in a row, but everyone's been texting me saying the same thing, which you is so
0: looking of- like Floyd Self. I mean, I was like, hey,
5: I was being, I was almost like the double for Evander Holyfield in his movie. So hey, so I. got <laughs> uh, No, no, actually, actually, you know, I'm look, first of all, I'm a proud South Carolina, South Carolinian born, right? That's I was, that was a country boy that got out of South Carolina, but who loves his hometown you know, something, South Carolina, you know, and I think the fact that um, for me, uh, people look at this now, and of course we've had the corporate career, but what it is now is this fact of me being now just change agent. I was listening to Aaron. I was like, wow. People always ask me and say, what do you do? I was like, I changed lives. They you are. Know, then they turn around. and go, I was like, you want to know how, right? <laughs> and then we get into this discussion about changing lives. Um, so you look at my mother, uh, didn't finish uh, 10th grade. So education was about when she had me and my sister, it was really about you guys are going to continue to go on. And I was one of the most exciting days in my life. And even my little sister's life, I still call it my little sister, even though she's only a couple of years behind me. My mother watched the both, of, both she and I graduate with our master's from the same university.
0: Nice. I love it.
5: every year that I was in college, every year that I made the honor roll, I gave my medallion to my mother. Um oh. You see, so it, I knew then, even going up, I mean, I watched her, you know, go through this. I lost my father at age eight. I was, you know, was in the vehicle. Um, my, I'm a military brat, Air Force. Uh, and uh, so that trauma for me, coming up, being in the vehicle, my entire family was, but being in the vehicle. And hearing your father take his last breath uh, when the steering wheel went through his chest. I was seven and a half, almost eight years old. Nothing happened to me in the accident. I remember them cutting the uh, jaws of life, cutting the vehicle. And them standing me right there on the uh, interstate. We were 14 miles away um, from Sumter, our hometown. Cause traditionally we were about to move to Alaska, um, you know, get stationed to Alaska. We we're living in Fort Worth. And I remember the, uh, fireman shaking me he's like are you okay you okay do you know what's going on i said my father's dead oh i said just get my family out of the car because all i remember my father tell me if anything ever happens to me you are now the head of the household uh, at six when you're being told that you're like whoa right but what i think what it what it did for me is instill this inner desire to me to always tell myself to make sure that i r.i.p meaning rest in peace to negative thinking, become very disciplined and very focused and let those things, like Abraham Lincoln said, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Mm. And oh. what I wanted most was the fact that there was something I wanted to manifest in me that I wanted to make sure it was going to be carried on generational, generation, generation after me of being very proud of who I was and realizing that there was one thing that could never be taken away from me that was education. But my role that I look at my life now and probably the whole time was, how was I going to help other people change their lives? And when you're growing up in a time of Reagan years and all these other things, say what it is. I remember my mother lost her house, and I promised her at 18, freshman, I said, Arise will never lose anything again. And 10 years to the date, eight years to the day, I promised her that. My mother lives in a neighborhood that we used to drive through in South Carolina, and we used to say, I wish we could live in here. We got her her home. You see, it was about discipline. Yes. So where are we now about how you want to get through trauma? Look, I'm just a firm believer. If the door doesn't open for you, it just wasn't your door. Oh. It's not. So it, you have to then accept where you are and then look at the steps to figure out, I have to grow. And growth is painful, right? Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as staying stuck in the oh. same place where you don't belong. So this is my mission. My mission is how do we change lives to help other individuals through our company, which we have a global education company. Karen, we'll be talking about that later. And, <laughs> and how do we help people erase this digital educational divide, which is what I'm so passionate about. So oh, wow. that's from here. And I believe this is an amazing conversation as I sit here in Plymouth, you know, I feel like I'm kind of away from everything where everything is going on, but I'm really not. I'm only 25 miles from that street. I'm only 25 minutes from that street where that so doesn't happened. So you're in Minnesota. You're in Plymouth,
0: which I'm assuming is a as a a little suburb, a nicer suburb. You're not in the downtown, yeah. in the in the hood, I'll call it. I was raised in the hood, so I I, I claim my my um my my what do right. i like to say i'm a hood I, so i like to say that i am um i am ghetto but bougie so i'm bougie. <laughs> i have i have I, I do like the finer things in life so i'm a little bougie on certain my hood, people would say that i do like i'm a little bit overboard and ex, overboard and extra but i'm straight up ghetto at the end of the day and that's you, have I, to have, I, you I gotta
5: support. have a look at it
0: I'm bougie, <laughs> ghetto, and bougie. So that, that's the term that I'm representing and pr- probably representing today. Well, I'd like
2: to say something to him is that my family, my um, father's family, is from Sumter. My father wasn't born there. He was actually born in Florida. Wow. But they were the Witherspoon family. I hear yeah. that's a common name.
5: It is very common, big family.
2: So that's my family. Nice. My grandmother and grandfather are from Sumter, South Carolina and moved down to Florida. I was actually born in New Jersey. My father was raised in New Jersey. Nice. Also, uh uh and it's Paula's to share, but Paula has a similar story to yours about uh car accidents changing her life and the oh, two you, and I know her story because she told I'm, it to us. And for you to say that, that one minute that it changed. I sit here more and saying, what a spiritual thing. Absolutely. I mean, when you, you said that and I'm sure Paula said, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. So Paula, y'all can you believe we're, we're literally 36 minutes into this conversation. So I have already scheduled a for for those of you who can join we've scheduled a follow-up conversation i know everyone can't join and then we're going to have some of you back next week as well on this particular show sunday at three o'clock to continue this conversation so just know how much i appreciate what you guys are doing this is the fastest hour of your life that's how when you know you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're in the (laughs) flow like it just this this is this is fabulous well hopefully we'll share our
2: contacts tracy so that we can talk to each other
0: Sure. I, absolutely. So you guys are all copied on the email as well. So with 36 minutes left, we're going to do three. We're trying to get three things accomplished. And then we are going to do uh, a lot. Um, Isaiah is going to help us with this Facebook live. I got to get my social media going. Um, but we are going to have a, a, a live session. We're going to record it. We're going to post it with this is and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure everyone's um, informed of, of more. And then we'll also have you guys back. So just know that I'm, I'm feeling quite excited um, to have you back and a little Uh, focus right now to get through a few things in in our last 20 minutes. So Paula, I would like for you to, um, 20 minutes left, I'm going to be real specific. So I'm going to have you tell your story about the car accident on another show. And the reason I'm going to do that is because that's going to be a deeper story about you. Um, it's, it's amazing, but we're going to come back to that. What I wanted to do is, first, when we talked to you, and you you told us about how you transitioned from corporate America into to, 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 to singing. You, you you found, after this accident, uh, maybe you can tell that, Paula, pa- pa- real quick, just tell us a little bit about, um, you had this accident, you were in a traumatic state, and then you transformed. Let's talk about how you got to the music, and then we're going to play part of one of your songs. Um and just make a quick transition. So, can you briefly transition to how you, uh, why you do music, why, why you write, and maybe maybe tell us about how this this song that I discovered. I'm gonna I'm gonna ease you into.
2: Let um, her this talent. Song.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna ease you into the song. But get us get us to the benediction.
1: Yeah, Tracy, I can do that. But I I want to do two little connections with Isaiah oh. and and Aaron because I think it will amplify uh, the story I'm about to. To tell, do totally. uh, you want me to stop? Oh, I said going? totally. That was a totally oh, okay, yes. Yeah, I and, and this you know, was, and with yeah. you know yeah. with you top. know with yeah you know with with Isaiah Isaiah we we have um, a a tragedy story in common, but we we we're also both military brats, and you know part of my uh, appetite for for risk. Uh, comes from, and this is where Erin comes in. Uh, when when I was 13, my mom uh, took herself and her four children uh, out of the segregated South. In our case, it was Virginia to Europe, uh, herself and her four kids, me being the oldest at, 14, at, at 13. And, and so unlike you, Erin, I... I knew segregation. I left it, lived in Europe for a number of years, uh, and 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 had that life, and then came back to the United States. And so, it's it's a, a parallel experience uh, from yours, but I I suspect Isaiah can relate to how. Um, transformative it was to go from the segregated South to um, a community by way of the military more mm-hmm. integrated than any other in the United States. And then leave that and, and leave come it. back to <laughs> the US as, as it is. Um, in terms of my uh, transition from lawyer to musician, uh, the triggering event was in 2005, uh, the sister in, uh, my sister-in-law, my youngest brother's wife died in a tragic car accident with her uh, two-year-old daughter, my niece there in the car with her. My, my, like you, Isaiah, my niece survived. Unlike you, she does not remember her mother Uh, but for the past seven years I opened this show by saying I was a mother for the past seven years uh, my spouse and I have been uh, Jada's legal guardians Uh, and so she came into our lives that way at age seven she's now 17 and so I have had the gift uh, the 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 Um, unexpected gift of being a mother uh, for the past seven years, music became a way for me to grieve in the wake of abject tragedy. And for me, music had been very prominent in my life as a child, uh, but by age 30 it was in a box it was something i used to do uh it was been there done that now i'm on this other track climbing this other mountain and that's something i used to do well when tragedy struck that was my salvation music Uh, and once it was back in my life uh, it wasn't an overnight thing, but drip by drip, it became more uh, more uh, over, uh, overarching in my story. So much so that by 2011, I was at Starbucks. I was this top lawyer. I had really, in my view, achieved everything I wanted to and more in law. Meanwhile, there was something else just more compelling for me. Uh, And that's when I left the practice of law. I was already uh, formulating what is now Paula Boggs Band. Uh, And we, we play music that, you know, that speaks to the human condition in its many Guises. We do love songs, but we, we also try to be a band that does, quote, music that matters. Uh, and I think that's what Tracy uh, was talking about. I don't know, Tracy, if you want me to sort of give a little intro to the music you're about to play. I, I would. So the, the song is
0: called Benediction. And, and, of course, when I have people on the show that I don't know, you know, based on divine, you know, inspiration, I'll do a lot of research or a little bit of research. You were so fascinating. You had so much music. I actually did a lot of research. And so I looked up some of your songs and one of the songs is called Benediction. And I, you, you can, we're going to play the song, but one of the lyrics I love, the lyric, this was written back in 20, when was it written?
1: It was. Can you tell us? I, start, I started writing, us, yeah. sure. I, I started writing this song in 2015. Uh, we had done a show. I was driving from Bend, Oregon to Eugene, Oregon. We had just had a show in Bend, and our next show was in Eugene. Uh, and as it happened, I was driving, I was by myself when President Obama began his eulogy for the minister uh, who was killed as part of the Charleston nine. And so I was in my car when President Obama started singing Amazing Grace. Uh, and while all of this was unfolding, I was in this amazingly beautiful setting driving through a uh, forest between, between Bend and Eugene, Oregon. The combination of all of it drove me to tears I, I started sobbing uh inconsolably but what it also did was it sparked what began uh writing of a song that became uh, benediction that honors the charleston nine and and one of the things that so struck me about what had happened in charleston was despite the horror of people inviting someone into their house of worship and him praying with them and then murdering them was the, the church community and the city of Charleston overall said, not on our watch. We are not going to have this white supremacist define who we are as a city, as a people, and they came together, the the people of Charleston came together in a way that was almost unprecedented, and the members of Mother Emanuel Church Mm -hmm. forgave the assassin. Uh And so all of this was part of my frame of mind as I wrote this song, and through a sequence of events, uh, leaders in Charleston learned about this song and invited uh, the band to come to Charleston for the two year anniversary of the murders and to perform the song with the Mother Emanuel AME choir. And what I can say about that is I have never experienced a more profound moment uh, in my life. And it started as soon as we landed in Charleston. I don't know if it still exists, but when we landed there two years after the murders, you could not enter the city of Charleston without knowing about the Charleston Nine, because there was a huge memorial in the airport that no one could escape. You could not leave the airport. Uh, And the night before we performed with the choir, we had never, they had our music, but we had never met them. And as soon as we drove up to the church, we were, we the band, were overcome with a sense of oh, my God, something profound happened in this place because around the church, there were security barriers you knew were not there uh, before the murders. We entered the church the same way the assassin entered the church, the same door. The Mother Emmanuel Church is... I believe the oldest AME uh, church in the South, certainly. Uh, And so it's old, it was built in the 1800s with narrow uh, narrow staircase from the basement where we entered to uh, where the services are held. And so we walked up the same steps that we are certain church members were trying to use to escape. There's no escape. And so you, you felt this sense of, oh my God, we are reliving in some respects that moment, just being here. Uh, and of course the choir members, each of them by definition had lost someone very dear and at first of course we're coming from Seattle they didn't know us except by our music we had to build trust but we we built that relatively quickly and by so doing they shared our their stories with us you know including you know my sister was one of the Charleston Nine you know my cousin was one of the Charleston Nine those sorts of things uh, the next night, we performed it at the Charleston Music Hall to a packed audience of a 1,000-plus. And in so doing, we were overcome with emotion. And in fact, our bass player, the young man, was just sobbing inconsolably. He couldn't speak after we performed mm-hmm. Benediction. Uh, the, the, the emotion of the moment was just so great, and I felt it too, and I feel so grateful for the gift. You know, you started this, Tracy, uh, with a question about joy, uh, and as dark as it had been for those parishioners, when they sang benediction, and you could see it on their faces. There was such joy. Mm. And, w- and when you and when you think about it, as dark as their days have been, and they will always be mm. in some measure, in that moment, you can it's palpable. You can see they are singing with pure joy. I love this. You know, and you know, and the lesson for me personally was: Hey, if you can lose a a family member, a friend, uh, something like this, a desecration of your place of worship, Mm. and 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 despite all that, you can still sing with joy. Then who am I? Oh. Who am I? I should be able to find joy. You know what, you I know? you know, should th- always be able to find joy.
0: I, I love that, and what I'm, what I'm hoping is gonna happen, we have eight minutes left, and the song is four minutes, so this is gonna be rapid fire. And of course I'm bringing you back, but what, I, what, I, what <laughs> I'm gonna hope happens as, as a part of this show is perhaps Benediction becomes the healing song for the nation right now. So Nathan, if you can get ready to play this song, keep the gallery view on for all of us so you can see us as you bring up the song. Can you do all of those at the same time? Nathan? Just showing the song. Okay, just show the song, baby. Uh, So this is Benediction. Wow, Paula. Oh my goodness. That was so amazing. We have three minutes left. That means we basically have two minutes left. So,
5: No, let, 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 let me chime in, Tracy. Without saying, um, you know, you just, just one think, minute left, according to, oh, yeah. to one minute left. Just thinking about that Paula story. Thank you for all that stuff. I know we're all going to circle up again. It just reminds me of a comment. I mean, a, kind of a statement. Uh, in life, who you will be is more important than what you will be. Mm-hmm. So when Paula decided, well, who she was like in my life, I know who who you will be is more important than what you will be. And, and that, so when I, just a song and the transition she made in her life, she was like, you know what? This is what's, what is much more important.
0: Isn't it and amazing we that. We
5: caught up in titles and all of this and I hate titles. Right? I, so, I love it. So, 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 we,
0: so, so, I, so, so, I, so I love that, Isaiah. What, what I love, Paula, I'm going to give you the, the final word. As it relates to benediction, I mean, there's so much, so many lessons in that. I mean, it's amazing how, you know, history has repeated itself. Any final words that you want to share related to. Either the lyrics or you know, I started with joy, we're gonna end with joy. Joy. You got well, literally ten seconds.
1: Yeah, if if Mother Emmanuel congregation can do it, anyone mm. can do it. I love and, it. and we I need to. It. I love it. we're gonna continue this
0: conversation. This is Tracy Harrell. It's it's so much bigger than me. Thank you guys.
5: Hey, okay.